Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So last night I went to a Chinese vegan tasting menu, gaff, me either, in a place called Chalton. In Manchesterford. Now, if you don't know what Chalton is, imagine a part of the city where white people get very excited over a cheesemonger and you're, you're halfway there. Now, as I was navigating myself to said restaurante, a car at speed, I might add, shouted, actually, I'm going to go with heckled, after the town! And I, I still don't know whether that was recognition or a hate crime. Welcome back to yet another... Oh, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Listen, if you magically have found yourself here with no idea how you got here, how you searched for it, or why my voice is playing to you down your ear holes, then I think actually the least of your worries is me telling you about the name of this podcast and the format and how it works. <laughs> so let's get down to business. Uh, I'm back home. Oh, thank fuck for that. Honestly. I mean, I love about... 30% of the people of Bristol, I mean, that's a generous 30%, if I'm being honest. I'm just saying that so we don't get more complaint calls. But if I have to queue behind another fucking Saskia telling her friends about how a San Pellegrino can be very drying on the mouth, oh, I think I'd cover myself in a Fanta or in a dirty protest. Ooh, oh, God, the people. Honestly, the people. Not all the people, but just most of them. <laughs> uh. Oh, I can only really handle a certain amount of posh people, to be fair. Um, And don't get me wrong, lovely people, lovely people, but do they really need to be constantly shoving their salmon cords down our throats? (laughs) Must they be constantly showing off about how well they can say words with the letter T in it? (laughs) I mean, it's a lifestyle choice, really, posh people, isn't it? But it's just just not for me. Uh, Anyway, I'm back in my bed. Uh, That's where I usually record this. No, I'm not depressed. I just... 
always look like this when I wake up. I've got a bit of a disappointing coffee on the go, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, we live, laugh, learn. I made some choices in my life I'm not happy with. One of them was soy milk. There you go. Anyway, by the by, if you don't pick up the blower, there is no shower. <laughs> so terrible, but we're going with it. We'd like to know what your curry orders are. The last time you trimmed your pubes, the weirdest thing that you've done to a sheep, or even if you've just got a bit of gossip scandal intrigue. I mean, it's the bar is very low here about what we put on the show. So WhatsApp me a voice note to plus four four seven double eight two hundred three forty zero, and that number will be coming up at the end of the show again. So no need to press pause and rewind just yet. Right, enough about me. <laughs> There's a sentence I never mean. Debbie, let's see what's in the mailbox this week and let's see what these fucking bunch of dickheads are expecting me to have an opinion on. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad I make myself laugh. Hi, Scotty. It's not Colin calling from Glasgow. Hi, Debbie, Tim, Maya, Kat. Just got a bit of an anecdote, a wee memory from childhood that um, keeps on bubbling up when I'm listening. So I was at school, primary school, wasn't older than 10. Um, I'd gone to the loo during like playtime and I'd gone indoors to ones we weren't really meant to go to because um, I knew it'd be quiet. So I'm sat down and yeah, another kid bundles in, storms in and throws up all over me. Yeah, bell rings, people start coming in and um, I'm kind of... Um, stood about <laughs> covered and sick and not really sure what to do with myself yeah <laughs> all your toilet talk is brought keeps on bringing that up um, but also that same day we were due to be doing like a sponsored aerobics class it was weird and because you don't bring a change of clothes <laughs> just in case to school um i'd had to do the sponsored aerobics in uh, the lost and found so yeah, oversized shorts and a stinky old t-shirt put me off uh, fitness for life. <laughs> Lovely Colin, Colin from Colin. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, <laughs> I still can't get over that I thought your name was Colin, but <laughs> it stuck, isn't it? Oh, what a terrible story. I mean, fab. Thank you for sharing it. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, there's evidently some trauma attached to it. (laughs) I'm very perturbed why they thought... I mean, just the visual of, like, primary school children doing sponsored aerobics. (laughs) Is that just me that thinks the idea... (laughs) Of children doing aerobics is peculiar. (laughs) Oh, I need a little sit down. Hey, Scotty and everybody in the pub. Um, It's Holly calling from North Carolina. I'm out for a walk, not with my dog this time. Um, So apologize if my breathing is heavy, but I'm just calling to respond to Fran um, and her story last week. Fran, I'm so sorry. That as you're recovering from surgery, the doctor drops some probably misinformation about your weight on you. That's awful. I am not a physician, but I do a lot of research in the healthcare space. And that research goes on to inform a lot of what physicians learn in continuing education. 
And one thing I've noticed is that a lot of my colleagues tend to motivate why their paper is important by talking about, you know, a quote unquote obesity epidemic when what they're actually trying to do is create environments where it's easier for folks to eat healthier or exercise. And in those cases, there's absolutely no need to say this is important because people are fat. It's, it's entirely fine to say this is important because exercising helps people's mental health, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables, you know, helps people feel better, helps them think better. There's no reason to talk about people's weight, but in the field, we do it so casually, just as kind of a shorthand for, I don't know, an unhealthiness and create this association in the minds of medical professionals who read the papers. And it's, it's so frustrating um, to me. And I do what I can, you know, when these papers come across my desk to kind of challenge that assumption, but I'm one person. I'm a junior researcher, you know, nobody listens, but I just wanted you to know that there's someone out there in the healthcare space who thinks what happened to you was, was completely inappropriate. And again, I'm so sorry. Lovely Holly there from Carolina. Oh, do you know what? I fucking love, I love clever people. I, do you know when black people are able to go, well, actually, um, I'm a researched person and this, that and the other. And I love it. I love that fucking like level of takedown. Like, no, boom. No, you're wrong. <laughs> love that. There is a lot of chat about obesity. You know, it's a word that's often knocked about in health parlance. And because I do a lot of this fat showing off and I make work about fatness and all that, this, that and the other, I have been drawn into trying to make justifications for quote-unquote obesity in the past. And something that I keep on coming back to, particularly this week, strangely enough, is actually there's always this idea that obesity was something that was placed upon every fat person and every fat person wants to escape from it. Something I think people need to get their head around is that fatness is a choice. And that isn't a choice for everybody. But some people make an active choice that they are okay with their bodies in the way that they are. And so this constant, I know how to change you, is like conversion politics, really, essentially. Because some people... Wait, I mean, you might want to sit down for this. Some people are okay being big fatty bum bums. I know what what wild that some people have actually made choices about their own bodies that they don't need other people to make choices for them. And so sometimes I just come back to that where I'm like, I don't need to give any form of health justification. I don't need to exist in your realm of acceptability. I can just say, oh no, this is what my body looks like. If you don't look like it, you don't have to look at it, hun. Hi, Scotty. Just listened to the latest pod. Um, really love listening to Teacher's story about his grandma. And, and it couldn't have come at a perfect time because I was walking home today and I had a whole imaginary conversation in my head talking to the mother of the child I look after and seeing if it was okay if my granddad um, could come to the park where we play so he could like join in. Um, we should all be fine if my granddad wasn't dead. He died a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I was having this imaginary conversation, realised I was having it and was like, shut up, Ellie, you fucking weirdo. But now I was listening to you guys talk and it just made me think, ah, I'm not that much of a freak. Well, maybe I am, aren't we all? 
But yeah, big up the granddad. So my granddad was called Roy and I loved him very, very much. And I'm a gay lady, so I always say he is the only man I will ever love. Um, and that's true. Yeah, so thinking of pride about my granddad, South London, Roy the boy. I love ya. Oh, hi, Ellie. <laughs> I think this might be your first time in the room, so I want to say hi, welcome. Now, there's so much there to go with, right? I love that the fact that you identify as a gay lady from South London. <laughs> love that so much. Um, although I'm from North London, so technically we're not friends. <laughs> I love that divide. I really love that divide. Honestly, when I go to South London, even if I go to South London now, I'm like, I don't know how this works. I don't know where things are. Where are the cinemas? <laughs> Where are the tube stops? <laughs> Where are the things? Where's the culture, everybody? Oh, it's all in North London, is it? <laughs> oh, there's going to be calls out of this one. It's almost like I'm goading you to pick the phone up. Um, Ellie, I love an imaginary conversation. Big up to the Roy first off. Lovely to have Roy brought into the room. You can sit over there with Grandad Liam, my granddad. I love an imaginary conversation. And the reasons why I love an imaginary conversation is because sometimes if you allow them to play out in your head, you get the uh, resolution that you need, (laughs) that you're never going to get from real life. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I like to have an imaginary conversation where I mug somebody off who's really pissed me off. And that's kind of enough. I think they call it like the imaginary email where you like write the email to the person that's causing you a lot of stress and drama and, but you never send it. Just keep it there in the drafts. So play out those imaginary conversations in your head. I mean, if that's the worst you're doing, you're all right. Some people are actually having those conversations where they mug people off to their faces, which could be worse. I mean, well, actually, is that better or worse? Who knows? Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb and Tim and Maya and Kat and anyone else you've hired in the meantime. It's Grace. I'm just calling to say thank you. Thank you so much. For Scotty, for your kind words, because I cried like a baby. Um, It meant so, so much. And if you call me anything except lovely Grace from now on, I will be personally offended. You are uh, helping me with my mummy issues. Thank you. (laughs) And then thank you as well to everyone else who said such lovely things and mentioned me. (laughs) I honestly feel like a bunch of celebrities have just taking it upon themselves to send me personal voice notes. <laughs> so thank you so much. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I feel so taken care of. And yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody. I have been self-caring with a bit of retail therapy over the last couple of weeks. I've got myself a couple of awesome welly boots. They're the cutest things ever. They are black with bees on them and they've got this like honeycomb pattern inside it's it's gorgeous and I've been wearing them every day even when it doesn't rain and I have no shame about that I'll have you know the biggest finale to my retail therapy spree I bought myself from Patreon gorgeous photograph of your chest Scotty and it's so beautiful I'm going to get it framed and up on my wall but I've been comparing the handwriting of your tattoos with the handwriting on the outside of the packaging with which the picture came. And I'm convinced you wrote it yourself and I am dying. Because if that's the case, Scotty, I am, I'm not throwing it away. <laughs> it's going to be framed in glass <laughs> on the wall next to that photo. So please clarify. Thank you. 
Love you all. Bye. Lovely Grace. <laughs> Not only are you going to be called Lovely Grace, you're going to get a fucking theme tune as well. There you go. Lovely Grace. Um, people won't remember Lovely Grace from the tram in Nottingham. That's all we need to say about that. It was a difficult situation that happened. Um, I really love hello, the list of everybody and anyone else you've decided to hire. It's so rude, I love it. <laughs> now, I do have to pick you up on wellies. Oh, no, thank you. No, no, no. Oh, I can't abide a sweaty ankle. It, actually, in that context. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Um, no, a very clammy ankle and carfage. Carfage. No, not for me. Yes, rightly so. You bought a picture of my tits for your walls. <laughs> so, people who follow me on the internet, um, I've just released a limited edition print for this year. Yeah, you're welcome. Just doing the art, hun, do you know what I mean? Because uh, they've got to have something on your fucking walls, and it might as well be my fucking tits than somebody else's. And, yeah, the handwriting that I'm tattooed with is my handwriting, and... Yes, you're right. The handwriting that appears on your postage is um, by me. So, you know, treat yourself. I mean, if cardboard means that much to you, save it. But listen, I'm glad, I'm happy that you felt a bit supported by the room. You know, you don't have to feel supported if something bad happens, everybody. You know, you can just like walk in the room and say, everybody can have a bit of attention, please. Because essentially, that's what this podcast is to me. (laughs) It's just me being like... Excuse me, can I have some attention? So, if you want to pick up the blower, if you want to let us know anything that's happened, all you've got to do is send us a voice note on the WhatsApp to plus four four seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. Can you tell that I almost forgot that number? <laughs> I was really placing that number together as I was saying it. Still to come, <laughs> still to come. The spooky scouser's back. Uh, apparently, there's more gossip, scandal, and intrigue. Uh, there's a voice from the past, <gasps> and somebody has been censored on Instagram. Ooh, it's all to play for. Um, but before that, let's head over to the internet and see what you lot have been saying. Dave says that we're one of their favourite podcasts at the moment. That's lovely. Simon says. <laughs> Touch your head. No, <laughs> Simon says. Simon says, fake tanning sheep, question mark, and then has tagged someone who looks like an animal rights person as if I'm responsible for turning sheep into Love Island contestants. <laughs> it was a call. It was, it's not my doing. Disclaimer. Uh, before I get petter all over me. <laughs> Chance to be a fine thing. Andrea says they listen to us while sewing, but they are still on the April episodes. So um, I guess this message will reach you at some point in the future, love. Um, If you've got a complaint or you're not quite ready to join in the chat with your voice, mouth, (laughs) or you want to say something nice, you know, just give me some praise. Just validate me. Hashtag after the tone, P-O-D, there you can find our social channels. Or you might just use that hashtag to join in the conversation with other people. And um, Also, do you think I deserve a cup of coffee? Yes, of course I fucking do, because this one that I'm drinking currently is fucking tastes like shit. So yeah, please, why not keep Debbie in pants? I don't mean literally keep her in pants. I mean, as in like, you know, she needs to buy pants. So, you know, we could all do with a cup of coffee and a pair of pants, couldn't we? So patreon.com forward slash after the tone if you'd like to buy us a bev. 
Right, let's get back to it. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Debs. Hi, Tim. Hi, my Hi, Cat. You're all good, and the rest of the gang, and the regulars at the pub. I've got some gossip, scandal, and intrigue for you. So there is this ex of my friend's sleaze that he is. Basically, about a year ago, um, he was with this girl, and she got pregnant. I say girl, she was in her early 40s, and she was actually cheating on her husband. Anyway, she gets pregnant with his baby and she's like, do you know what, fuck it, I might as well keep it because at my age, this might be the last one I get. So look, mate, matey, you don't have to be involved. I don't really give a shit. We were just shagging and this didn't mean to happen, but fuck it, I'm going to keep it, right? So she's like, I'll deal with my husband. I'll deal with my family. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't want you really involved. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So she breaks up with Sleaze. Sleaze then gets a girlfriend. How? like how I don't know anyway so and she's a bit younger she's like in her mid-20s and um he said to her and to the baby mama like yeah I'm off the gear I'm not on the gear anymore no no no, I'm off the gear I'm off the gear so anyway fast forward baby's been born now baby mama's like I really don't want anything to do with you (laughs) he tried do you know what I mean apparently like he was about for like the first I don't know month of the child's life and the girlfriend who from previous was sort of like back on the scenes and the baby mama texts the girlfriend being like you realize this guy has got like more fucking red flags than Beijing so he finds out he kicks off they end up having this massive argument in the pub him and the girlfriend because she's just like you know what you're you're just a fucking waster and then uh yeah apparently so he's like work manager or whoever and yeah apparently sleaze is doing the old gear and uh having like little sessions and that at the fucking yard where his manager like own he owns that property so anyway um i just thought i'd uh, give you that little bit of uh gossip scandal intrigue all right take it easy everyone love you bye hi nat lovely lovely to have you back in the room it's quite a convoluted story, wasn't it? And do you know what? That's my favourite when you get a gossip story, which is like, now you don't know this person, but there's a sister's brother's cousin of my friend who works in Waitrose's. <laughs> just, and for the whole story, you're like, okay, I'm sorry, let me just work this out. The friend's brother, the girlfriend of the sleep. <laughs> so, I mean, it took me a while to keep up with it, but one of my favourite lines, <laughs> lines is more red flags than Beijing. <laughs> Well, who knows? I wonder if any of them listen. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Could you imagine if they listen and they're absolutely outraged? <laughs> Excellent. Hello, Scotty, Tim, Maya, Cat, and of course, producer Deb. It's the Spooky Scouser here. Hello. So, unlike my usual stories, I'm going to open up to the pub today. I had a little bit of bad news this week, so um been feeling a bit ill for... A couple of months and obviously got blood tests for that. Turns out I have, at the age of 28, diabetes and I'm devastated. And I know it's manageable, but it's a chronic illness. It's a lifelong illness and it's an illness that could shorten my life. The nurse I've been seeing, the diabetic nurse, um, I told her about my past. I had used to have an eating disorder. I used to have bulimia, which was not formally diagnosed because I've never been underweight. 
and I told um, the nurse basically that I couldn't talk about losing weight because it would all trigger me back into an eating disorder. And luckily she was all right about that. I don't know. It's a massive change to your life. And I'm just a bit sad, really. I'm just a bit afraid of people starting to say, oh, should you be eating that? My brain is an eating disorder brain. And it always will be. And it's it's fucking hard to explain to someone who's never had one. Especially while being fat. But yeah. And now I've got this weird, fun thing, like extreme hunger. And I'm sitting here starving after having a full three meals plus snacks today. And that's apparently because my body can't turn the sugars into energy. <laughs> a bit of a downer this week. Well, thank you for listening if this makes it into the pod. Hello, Spooky Scouser. First off, let's just put a little disclaimer. This is for everybody in the room. Bad news is okay here. We're all right doing the serious chats as well. We like to have a giggle, but like with real life, there's always light and shade, isn't there? So um, don't feel like you need to come into this space, anyone including you, Spooky Scouts, so thinking that you need to be entertaining and that things will only make the pod if it's a good giggle. You know, we spoke in the past that uh, Aftertone is a space where we can be open and honest and have some conversations with each other, some which we will have answers for, some which just need to be declarations. And of course, we've also said it's not therapy as well. We're always trying to keep that balance between it being this space for informal chat, which, you know, Spooky Scouts, you can just come in, in the room and tell us the truth, which you're more than welcome to do. Well, your news is what it is, isn't it? And, you know, there's that. I too understand where you're coming from with this. I'm not a person with diabetes. I am somebody who is recovering from a restrictive eating disorder. And the word recovery is like a weird one, isn't it? Because often when people talk about recovery, there's this sense of like post or past. And the thing is, I think, well, a really fucking annoying thing with eating disorders and disordered eating and relationships with food is that they constantly need to be evaluated. And I don't ever imagine a world in which I don't have to have parts of my brain help other parts of my brain understand that it's all right for me to eat. I I can't imagine that world. I constantly have to have a conversation with myself Asking myself if I'm hungry, asking myself if I'm allowed, you know, like, and so my restrictive eating disorder sort of like kicks in all the time. And you're right how this touches on other things like fatness. And we spoke about this in the past, you know, how that it, it informs class or it's been informed by class or poverty or and gender and how many like things intersect with food that when I look at people with a quote unquote normalized relationship with food, I'm envious, but also perturbed because I'm like, how has this not affected you? Because yeah, it's so massive and so major. So I guess what I'm kind of saying there is I wanted to offer a bit of solidarity. You know, our news channels, particularly with food legislation, the discussions around food and poverty and how obesity and fatness as well as like disordered eating are spoken about within our culture here within the UK. Um, I just said the UK had culture. <laughs> Lol. It's difficult. 
So in massive solidarity with your spooky scouser, I wonder if anyone else wants to jump in on this chat. Hey, Scotty, producer Deb, Tim, Meyer and Kat. Um, it's Adam here. It's currently 11 o'clock. I've turned off my phone to go to bed. Well, I've turned, turned it on silent to go to bed. Having a last look and going through and then Instagram has flashed me up a warning and it was like, make sure to check your warnings. So I checked the warnings and it said from a couple of months ago how it removed one of my stories because it violated their guidelines. So I have a fucking look. Um, This story in particular was of a Netflix show I was recommending to my friends called The Chair. I think I said something along the lines of, also, this is quite brilliant. Men are trash, but Sandra Oh isn't. Also, Holland Taylor is everything. Apparently, it included hate speech. Given that message, like genuinely, that was verbatim, I can only assume that men are trash is not okay. And the reason why I fucking voice noted you at 11 p.m. after which I, after silencing my phone, is because fucking Instagram. Oh no, no, we can't, we can't turn around and search through all of these posts and things for racism and transphobia and homophobia and hate speech. But oh my God, men are trash, sir, that's a warning. Well, tough fucking shit, Instagram. Just to clarify, when I was saying men are trash, I wasn't saying all men are fucking trash. I was meaning that the men within the show are fucking trash. Because it's set in elite fucking college. Sandra Rose, the first female chair, and she's fucking giving it all the best. And meanwhile, the only black female teacher who's really fucking popular with the students suddenly has to be paired with one of the older teachers that refuses to change their teaching techniques. So obviously their class stuff is dwindling. And then he comes into this woman's class and starts fucking taking all over the place. And it's fucking shit behaviour. Men are trash. Straight cis men can be trash. And I don't think I'd be... Stop from saying that. Also, on a quick lighter note, I just wanted to say that I moved to Manchester in February in the height of lockdown and I've had a little bit of a mental health crisis that I've had to confront since I can't distract myself with friends and all this kind of stuff. And this podcast genuinely has been a proper lifesaver. It's just fabulous. It's just fabulous. Thanks so much for what you do. Oh, hello, Adam. I think you sound like a new person who's new to the room, question mark. Um, listen, we're all for violating guideline here. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Call me a guideline, Adam, and violate me. Now, I... <laughs> I've also had this warning because I like to call myself just wee faggot. Do you know what? I'm a big fucking Mary, right? Sorry, spoiler alert. I'm a big fucking Mary. Now, I love to call myself a fag. Absolutely love it. Oh, they don't like that on the Instagrams, do they? Now I have to call myself gay. Oh, could you... How disgusting. How outdated. Gay. Listen, over here on After the Toe, we only have about 20% of men listeners, so I'm really all right with you saying that men are all cunts. Listen, men are such a misrepresented group of people, underrepresented and marginalised. I think... (laughs) I think Instagram are doing the Lord's work there. Now, one bone I do have to pick with you, though, Adam, is, well, thanks for giving away the whole fucking storyline. I don't have to watch that anymore, do I? No, that's that ruined for me. Oh, I'm glad you had the joy of Sandra Rowe doing her thing. But, you know, what about the rest of us, eh?
Anyway, lovely that you're in Manchester. I'm only over the way. Want to be friends? We could be friends. I might think you're worse in real life. I might ask you to stay two metres away. Because, you know, got to have boundaries with fans. <laughs> Drop us a line. Let's have a brew. Hey, Scotty. So, I left a voice note, like, just before Christmas last. So, ages and ages ago. And it was a bit of a, like, an emotional voice note. And I said I was feeling lonely. I was really missing family and things. And then I listened to the the podcast afterwards where loads of people reached out and you said lovely things and loads of people said lovely things. And it was like a big warm hug. And then I stopped listening and never replied. And I think part of it was because, well, don't want to spoil it now. Everyone, yeah, it's been lovely. Um, but I wanted to say an extremely belated thank you and big warm hug back to all the people who said nice things, said that they related, told me tips on how to think and cope and feel about loneliness and the lovely person who said that they would be my friend and I didn't have to wait to, for a chance to stumble upon them. And obviously, because it was so long ago, I don't know if anybody... Well, hopefully, I hope you have a long time listening base, fan base, but yeah, hopefully some of the people hear the message back to them saying that it was very lovely and it made me feel better. And now I'm just catching up on all of the episodes that I've missed, which I'm sure you'll be delighted and privileged to hear. Oh, so you've decided to come back, is it? Guilt message, is it? Oh, all of these lovely people doing lovely things and saying lovely things about you and you couldn't even fucking bother to listen to it. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you decided to grace us with your presence. We've all just been sat here being lonely. The irony. (laughs) Oh, welcome back to the gang. Listen, we know more than anybody how people dip in and out of this. We've been looking at the numbers. They they send you these little numbers to tell you who listens and where they listen to and what sort of music they listen to. It's, It's quite bizarre. I feel like I know quite a lot about you your lives and you probably don't even know that's data for you um and we see that people join the podcast at really strange times and also like some people are just starting back in last year when we were in lockdown which is bizarre like but loads of people have just started on episode one weird so you're not on your own there but uh welcome back to the gang and wasn't that nice to get a bit of gratitude everybody that's not just for me that was for everybody which wasn't that lovely and that is it for another week of this, that and the other. <laughs> I've had a good giggle. Let's have to go back through the notes. Um, oh, that was good about the children aerobics. I really had a good giggle about that. We have covered obesity and fatness and restrictive eating and diets and all of that on a few different calls today. Uh, dead granddads were in the room um, and lovely Grace. And it was really nice to touch base with some people that we haven't heard from in a while and see what people are up to in their lives. Listen, if you've been stimulated to respond to anything that you've heard or you've got a dying thing that you'd like to ask the room or say to the room, all you need to do is pick up WhatsApp, send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420 and support us on the Patreon and get backstage access to more knobheads like you.
It's very easy. I'm a nice person. I'm not going to ridicule you that much anyway. Remember, also, we need to keep the lights on here. So join us over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. And for the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can help us keep this going for other people. And just consider the thing that, you know, you donate to us being a sort of gift to other people around the world that might not be able to um, join in in that way. If you can't do that or... And if you've got a complaint or something you'd just like to say to us via the medium of the Instagram or the Twitters or, I don't know, people do Snapchat? I don't. I don't. So you won't find me over there. Hashtag after the tone P-O-D. Anyway, I've had a lovely week. Um, thank you very much. Massive shout out to the gang, Deb, Tim, Maya and Kat. And I will be back next week. Um, it might be sort of Halloween-y. I mean, if you want to do something spooky, feel free. But I mean, I can't be bothered. Right. Until next time, look after yourselves and well, just yourself, actually, because, you know, that's late capitalism for you. After the Tone is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis, digital producer Capril. ATT is a Debbie's production production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.